Don and Mark Carmen, both uh, with us this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Good morning. Very well. Outstanding, yeah. Lou. Yeah, we had a good thing. Uh, uh, good Thanksgiving. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, we had Gretchen's family over. She made a great spread. It was lovely. I'm doing you hosted. Yeah, we did. It was uh, first time. Uh, we did have the family. We had Gretchen's family over last year, but it was more a uh, little more people this time. We had about six, mm-hmm. I think, total. Mm-hmm. Were you nervous about the bird? Um, no, I wasn't because Gretchen is just dynamite in the kitchen. She Ooh, she kills that. it. Yeah. So uh, and it turned out great. Everything was awesome. Mark, you and your lovely bride, you love to spend time in the kitchen together? Uh, you know, Lou, I, I, I'm still learning there, Lou. I, <laughs> I, got, I got the eggs down. I do a great scrambled egg. I'm very proud of it. Got to start somewhere. Really know when to put you the know, milk in after the, uh, right, you know, right. I crack the eggs, then I put the milk in. That's, you know, I don't do the milk first. That's good. I thought, I mean, I, I can, I could throw an onion in there every now and then. Oh, we're really spicing it up. I like that. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, my, my, our 21 year old son, we're, we're having cooking one week. I enjoy cooking. My wife is a very good cook. Uh, I enjoy cooking as well. Mm. So we started with these scram. Here, let me show you how to scramble some eggs. Worst case scenario, you go buy a dozen eggs and some bread and you've got breakfast. You could eat that, right? Sure. Totally. Right. So that's it. Scrambled eggs. <laughs> That's all you got? Uh, no, I mean, there's other options every now and then. I can <laughs> toast. You know, grilled cheese is on the menu. Oh, that's uh, good. Sure. I, I, grilled grilled cheese. cheese. I, I mean, I if I, you know, I, I could, Boy, I could I take a piece of salmon and in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Cold, cold days, cheese, grilled cheese and tomato mm. soup. Oh, that's the stuff. That is, I mean, that would be, you know, I bet you if you put out sliced grilled cheeses and a tomato soup, at your Thanksgiving spread, it'd be the first thing to go. Mm, yes. Right? Yeah. That's a comfort food right there. Totally. And it's delicious. Hard to keep every that time. warm, but you could do it. True. That was a big Thanksgiving issue at the old cousins here. I mean, everything was on the table, but the people weren't ready, and now everything's getting cold, and I was losing my mind. Like, are, are we going to eat this or are we not going to eat this? Because what's the point? Is this for display or is right. this for eating? Well, it, the delivery of the meal is always the most important part and the, har- and the hardest part, especially when you're trying to feed you know the masses where you're trying to get everything at the right time. So anyway, well, I'm glad you had a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, Lou. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. Really nice time. And lots of uh, lots of food and distributed all the uh, leftovers, and it was just nice to, uh, it was really nice to spend time with family and friends. And uh, I was listening to John Williams earlier in the week. <clears throat> he had re- uh, read on the air a, an article that Neil Steinberg uh, in the Chicago Sun-Times had wrote, which is lovely. You should look it up. I think it was on Wednesday. Hmm. It's a little somber. But um, it, it, it points out, you know, when you get to be a certain age, I'm older than all you guys, but one of the, the beautiful lines in what he wrote was uh, to, to stop and, uh, you know, remember all the people that aren't there and then say them by name and raise your glass, you know, toast to them. And that, that's maybe people that have gone or people that just aren't there for whatever reason. You know, I can't make it in from Sacramento or whatever it might be, um, you know, not to miss them too much. And then to hold up your finger and try and catch the torrent of time that is rushing by. And it was just a beautiful sentiment. And, uh, you know, each year at Thanksgiving, you know, the the little kids that were little aren't so little anymore. And, uh, you know, for for the Manfredinis, they're all adults. And uh, it's just a... 
you guys will see, you know, it, it really does fly by and, uh, and you got to every now and then just stop. I was, you know, I love the sentiment of the finger. I wanted to put my hand up to stop it, but, right. but it doesn't yeah. stop. <laughs> but it doesn't stop at all. But it was beautiful. Neil Steinberg in the uh, Chicago Sun-Times, it was last Wednesday's edition. You can find it online. It's a beautiful, beautiful article about Thanksgiving. I hope he had a nice Thanksgiving as well. Nice. Back at you, Lou. Yeah, that's lovely. 857 557 Lou. 857-557-4568. You know what we do, uh, first thing, is how are you? I'm doing okay. How may I help okay. you this morning? Well, I had a question. It's an unusual question. Is it too late to have someone to, to have any roofing work done? It is not. Um, you know, the, the, the roofing contractors can do uh, repairs and or an entire roof, whatever you may need, as long as it's not raining. <laughs> and so, you know, oh. if it's really, really cold, you know, if it's uh, sub-zero, they'll probably not get up on a roof. If there's ice up there, they won't get on a, uh, up on the roof. Obviously, there's days like mm-hmm. that. But even, you know, some of the middle of winter days in January and February, if it's in the 30s, and there's no ice up on the roof, they absolutely can get up there and do the work. Oh, that's good to hear. Now, here's the other problem I'm having with with some other things, too, is uh, companies, you know, because you do want to do some comparison pricing. Um, companies, how do you know which companies to choose and what kind of questions should you be asking them? When it comes to uh, hiring a roofing contractor? That's correct. Okay. The number one thing I want to know is how many years they've been in business. We've got some terrific roofing contractors uh, who have been in the Chicagoland area for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, okay? Okay. So that's number one thing. Uh, You also want to find as many what they call third-party endorsements as possible, right? So there's a lot of online reviews, and online reviews you have to take with – You really have to measure and look at the average because, you know, no business makes everyone happy all the time. They all try, but you don't. And so you might you might read one review about, oh, these people were terrible and blah, 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 blah. And then you read a couple more. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were great. They showed up on time. Um, So you just want to take that, uh, you know, and really kind of measure that. I'm more concerned if you're going to hire a roofing contractor Mm -hmm. to get references from them and you need to call them. And I've always mentioned this, that I'm more, con- I'm more concerned about the people that had a roof done by them five years ago as the ones that just got it a month ago. Now, the month ago one is a good one, but how's that thing holding up five years later? Or if there was a problem, did the roofing contractor come back and you know take care of it? And so it's a little bit of legwork on your part. And Pam, are you okay. doing a, a repair or a whole new roof? Whole new roof. Okay. And what part of Chicago do you live in? I'm in the far south side near uh, Maple Park, which is near Morgan Park. In oh, yeah. Area. Sure. Okay. So they're down by you. There's a terrific roofing contractor who's uh, a sponsor of this show, Rogers Roofing. Okay. Okay. There's also another roofing contractor that we work with that I think will go down there as well called Lindholm Roofing, L I N D. H-O-L-M, Lindholm. Okay. 
And those would be two people that you could contact, get estimates from. They have a very good reputation. Those kind of fit the criteria that I mentioned in the beginning. They've been in business a very, they've been in business a very long time, and um, so you know you could get a couple of quotes uh, from them, and you know you could start there. And I would uh, you know get some estimates and figure out what's going on from there, and then be able to um, um, go from there. Decide who you want to work okay. with. Okay. All right. Do, do me a favor. I want you to hang out a second because for uh, letting us call you today instead of uh, <laughs> you calling us, uh, I want to send you out a, an exclusive WGN radio T-shirt. It's a 100th anniversary T-shirt that we're going to send out to you. We have two sizes available, large and extra large. I think we should do medium because I think most of the time people don't want to you know, admit they need a large, right? Isn't that kind of like a thing? But uh, you hang on a second, and we will uh, get that information. Don't call us. We'll call you. All right, it's 622 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Really good. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Let's get a quick call in here. Hey, Kelly is in Aurora. Hi, Kelly. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Thank you so much for taking my call. I love your program. Thank you. Um, the problem or the question I have is I have an um, older home here in Aurora, and the kitchen floor has, you know, 12 by 12, you know, uh, ceramic tile, I guess, and it's old and cracked, and I don't want to pull it up. And um, I saw some stuff on sale, and I scooped it up with a bargain discount. It's called Shaw Floors Prestige Waterproof Rigid Core Flooring. And I'm wondering, can I just put that right over the top of this cracked tile and be done with it? Or how does that work? Can you help me with that? Well, and uh, I mean, is the cracked tile relatively flat? Yes, everything's flat. It's just these hairline cracks everywhere. So nothing is loose. Correct. And when we put, if we put this over the top, what are we going to do transition-wise when we go to doorways? Well, that's a good question. Night thresholds, that kind of thing. There's yeah. a doorway that goes in the bathroom. Right. There's one that goes into the dining room. Okay. There's one that goes down to the stairs to the basement. And there's one that goes to the back, enclosed back porch. Okay. So you're going to lay, this is probably uh, three-eighths of an inch thick or so? I got the box right here. Let me tell you, it says it's um, six inches by 36 inches by 4.4 millimeters. Yeah, right. It's all in millimeters. So it's probably about just under three-eighths of an inch. And currently, the floors now, there's no threshold. It goes, it's all flat. It transitions smoothly through those doorways. Um, well, the two doorways, one to the side and one to the back porch, they're stairs. So, okay. And the door closes okay. on the floor. So you're going to, my point is, you're going to need some sort of transition threshold there, right? Right. And just know that you're going to, and, and you're either going to mechanically fasten it or what a lot of flooring guys do, they literally use liquid nails and they glue it down. Okay. And and more than likely, the transition will be thinner on one side, thicker on the other, you know, so that you can mm-hmm. do that. While I'm not a huge fan of putting an old floor over a new floor, if it's flat, nothing's coming up, yeah. and you want to change the look, right. you absolutely can do yeah. this. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. Uh, and I've never, is this something I can do myself? It's, it's not a very big kitchen. It's not that hard. Uh, you need a couple of tools. Okay. You need a couple of tools. They do make a, you can either cut it with a, a jigsaw, you know, like if you bought a jigsaw, mm-hmm. but they also do make a cutter. Where'd you buy the floor? Well, I bought it on the clearance section at oh, Walmart. Okay. So I do own a jigsaw. Okay, if you own a jigsaw, but they do make a vinyl floor cutter, which is kind of like, remember the old paper cutters that we used to have in school? Oh, sure. It's kind of like a, ver- it, it's a version of that, and you can rent it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, you literally put the thing in, you measure it, shunk, you know, you cut it like a guillotine. And for those straight right. cuts, it'll make life a lot easier for you and cut down on the dust. Right. And sure. uh, that would be the way to go. The biggest thing is... Pay attention to clicking it in place, and then the ends, okay. those have to click yeah. in place, and you'll need a little mallet and a block of wood or a piece of the flooring to do that. Sure. Okay, okay. And then one more quick question in regards to that. I've got a great big heavy, meaning heavy weight, uh, Whirlpool refrigerator. Yep. Um, so I, what do I do? I scoot that out, put the flooring, and then scoot it back on top of it? I mean, is there any special Right, so you're going to you gotta adjust the feet up. Uh, we actually just yeah. are in the process of doing a video right now where I talk about taking that fridge out. Since you're going to come onto the tile floor, pull it out, yeah. you know, lay out your mm-hmm. floor, pro- you know, figure out how you're going to lay out the floor yeah. because you're probably not going to start right. at the at the no. refrigerator. Yeah. So if you end right. up that you're going to pull the new fridge onto the floor, use a couple right. of extra pieces of flooring upside down to roll it onto okay. so you don't damage yep. Yep. the new floor. Figure out, unplug it, move the fridge out of the way, fill in that spot, then gently slide it back, Mm -hmm. and then keep going. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Send me a picture. I can do that. You bet I will, before and after. Yeah, and a big bottle. Oh, when you're done, you're going to need a big bottle of Tylenol. <laughs> Probably before I'm done. Uh, right, a little bit of both. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 5574. Lou is our phone number. House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. It's 631 in the morning into the WGN Radio Newsroom. Check in with Don Kleppen. 857 5574. Lou, 857 5574 568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Sharon in the Chicago Burbs. Hi, Sharon. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, little anxious right now over my furnace. What's going on? Well, it's a 2013 high efficiency dual stage Linux furnace that was installed like nine years ago. Okay. And it has had issues from the beginning. Uh, there was always condensated water dripping in it and pooling inside of it, and it started rust. They sent out HVAC people who replaced, first they started with those black rubber hoses, those condensation tubes, and pulled those out and cleaned the condensation and the garbage out of those. That seemed to stop the water for a while until the water came back. Next, they replaced the pressure switch. It seemed to solve the problem, but the water came back. Then they... This year, they have replaced the blower motor module first. The water came back. The furnace died again. Next, they replaced the collector box. The water came back. The furnace died again. And then a month or so ago, they re- two months ago, they replaced the 
uh, the draft inducer motor, and it seems like the water has stopped from all those final repairs, but now the inside of the furnace is rusted all inside the cabinet. What do we do about all that rust? It will make the house impossible to sell. And they, all of this has been done, uh, Sharon, on warranty? Uh-huh. Okay, and it's been... Well, I've paid for the pressure switch, and I've paid for the blower motor module. Okay, but you said that this has been going on for eight years? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the rust was small when the bl- those black tubes were cleaned out from right. the condensated water. right. The rust was small and it was livable and didn't wasn't a huge eyesore. And, and have you probably have you ever? Well, it's just grown substantially, and the right. rust is everywhere now. Right, I'm right, wondering, right. is it? No, but hold on. During this whole period of time, were you just dealing with um, just dealing with the contractor, or were you in contact with Lennox, the manufacturer, at all? Both, all the time. Okay. And at no time, the Lennox people said, you know what, we should just swap this unit out. They just wanted to keep putting parts in it. Yep. Their advice is trust the contractor that installed it that's done all these repairs. Mm -hmm. And are we going to be selling the house soon? Yes. Hmm. (sighs) I mean, you're not... Um, you're not uh, wrong in to be concerned about, you know, some inspection that comes up and is going to show this. And quite frankly, with an eight-year-old furnace, I mean, so with an eight-year-old furnace and all this documentation of all these things that you've had done and changed and, you know, it's finally fixed type of thing, that can go two ways. It can be like, oh, great, this is all great. It's all new parts and you know, it's an eight-year-old furnace, and, you know, I really, really don't have to worry about a furnace until it's about 15 years old, so that's pretty good. But um, it's also like, wow, why'd you have to change so many parts? Maybe this thing's a dud. And it can go, one, you know, either way. Maybe, I mean, what you what you probably have to do is either get a home warranty included when you sell the house on the major portions of the house you know the water heater and the furnace and whatnot and and or you go to lennox or you go to lennox and say i'd like you to give me an extended warranty for two years on this and have them do it so at least three years and they ignored it right i mean but they want the hvac wants to take sandpaper and a rust converter and paint and go inside that furnace and sand it and paint it well if it's all surface rust i have no issue with that whatsoever it's down down between the folds and the metal where the two pieces of metal come together on the sides of the furnace in the back right i mean it's too thick to sand out okay well the the rust is too thick the so if i opened up any eight-year-old furnace i would probably find a little bit of rust in there um so rust inside of a furnace is not you know uncommon but based on what you're describing of what has happened over the past, you know, eight years is way more than that. So having them clean it up and, I mean, if you're, you know, if if part of what this issue is, you know, you want to be able to sell the home in good conscience and not, you know, leave somebody with a lemon, 
then I would let them come in, sand it, clean it up, right, and make sure they show you what they're doing. And then I would consider getting a, you know, including a home warranty on the major HVAC systems that don't, it doesn't cost a ton of money and it's kind of a, a nice little incentive for buyers. What do you think about that? Well, I've considered that. I mean, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of stuck if you can. I mean, this rust. Go ahead. Has the rust infected the um, the uh, what, what's the main part of a furnace? The blower, the blower, or the I mean, the, the uh, craft heat exchanger. Is there are there going to be holes and rust that have infected the heat exchanger? Is what I'm concerned about now. I mean, I can't say that definitively. Um, my get because I mean, I'm I'm not you know you described where the water was coming from, but I, I mean, I would need to see and look at it. You know, the, the fact of the matter is the heat exchanger, my guess is most of this water occurs during the cooling season when you're using the AC, while there is water and moisture that no, happens in no. the... S- no? It, 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 it occurs during the winter. That's when you, you get... never had it in the summer. Never. The, the air conditioning was carrier and it lasted for 30 some years and i just had it replaced this summer by another hvac got it that well then then if it only no happens if it only happens during the heating then the likelihood of rust on the heat exchanger is probably minimal because all that metal is hot and any moisture that would hit it would evaporate um you know pretty quickly but Again, without inspecting it and looking at it, I don't know. But if you your only your only option based on the information you're giving me now that I'm listening to Sharon is you either dig in with Lennox and get them to stand behind their product 100% by either replacing the whole thing or providing a 3-year warranty, which may have to do, you know, you may have to hire an attorney to help you do that, which could take a long time and cost you a lot of money. Or you go get a home warranty that you put on it yourself, which will probably cost you a lot less money and a lot less headaches. And then you at least can, you know, be honest with the whoever the potential buyers are about all the work that was done. Well, here's the here's all the stuff that has been done on this. All the things been fixed. It's only eight years old. Oh, and by the way, I'm I'm also including a one year warranty on the major mechanicals of the home. It's a it's a selling tool. Have you ever heard of painting, sanding, and painting inside of a furnace? I can't find anybody, and I talked to probably fifty or a hundred people in the past two months. It's probably it's probably they all laugh when I mention. Yeah, no, I haven't really heard of that. I mean, I've heard of going in there with a wire brush and cleaning it up, but not painting it. I'm going to have to let you go because I'm bumping up against time here. But um, you're in a tough spot. And, um, and I think that, you know, the fact that this contractor came back and came back and came back, you know, there was something in the manufacturer of this product It can happen to any manufacturer, but at some point, you know, it would have been smarter in my, you know, hindsight's always 2020 after all these years, what you described, it would have been cheaper for them to just flip out the box because it, it, it's costing them too much money. And, um, I think that, uh, 
the suggestion that I made would be something you absolutely should consider, and hopefully it works for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 6.49 in the morning. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. But now I, I have a question. Now we have Lindsay, by the way. Uh, she's been traveling, and we got her connected. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us this morning. You've been working. We just haven't been able to talk to you. And good well, morning, uh, Lindsay. Well, now I'm not hearing her. You're not hearing her. She's nope. talking. Yeah. There good, she is. But good morning is, all the same. She is speaking. She looks fabulous. You know, when you uh, turn uh, profile-wise, you had a little Kate Hudson look going. Yeah. She's thank talking. you. She's, yeah, thank you. Right. She's talking, and we just can't hear her. Anyway, there I, she is. I believe it. You're my favorite. All right, well, I have a question. I have a question for you, uh, gentlemen. First of all, yes, our phone number is 8, 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. I follow on uh, Instagram, Chicago History. You guys follow Chicago History at all? Oh, it's a fun little no, follow not, on Instagram. Not yet, but I will all move right. that. All right, here we go. You can keep only three. All right? You may all have right. to write these down. Okay. Coffee, cheese, dogs, sweatpants. Tacos, Netflix, cake, cats, that's an easy one for me, Ouch. books, <laughs> makeup, uh-huh. chocolate, and bread. Was it books before Whoa. makeup? <laughs> Book, it was books before makeup. Books, and that was the last one? I wrote the last one, makeup, then chocolate, and bread. All right, I'm doing Good my homework Lord. here, Lou. I'm taking right, notes. So keep coffee, only three. you can only keep only three. Coffee, cheese, dogs, sweatpants, tacos, Netflix, cake, cats, books, makeup, chocolate, and bread. That's an easy one for me. Okay. Number one is dogs. You're keeping uh, dogs. Yeah, I would say I would keep the dogs. Yeah. Uh, number two gets a little more talent. Uh, I guess not as easy as I just said, but I would go two chocolate, three cheese. There's so many chocolate and cheese. So yeah. many categories. Uh, yeah, I know it's a lot, and 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 the, the categories are uh, they're kind of across the board. You right. know, so. I think I would do. I would have to keep dogs. I'd have to keep coffee, and then it's like, what's my third? Yeah. Well, I don't wear makeup. Right, that can go. Yeah, I I I should say books, but I actually <laughs> you should not. No, actually, no. I'm going to go ahead and say chocolate, cheese, and books are probably mine. That's that's actually as you were chocolate, going through the list. Books. That's what All I was right, kind of thinking cheese of. And books. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Bo- books for me. Like I still read those in my spare time, and I, I actually enjoy those. So if if Mike Steven was part of the uh, equation, he would start with tacos because he loves a good taco. Mm, yeah, yeah, that too. That's yeah, uh, that's hard taco. to give those up, and dogs too, like you were saying. Big loss. But isn't there a Kindle for the books? Like, doesn't can we fake through that? Can't it's not on the list, Mark. <laughs> right, you I'm can't just telling it. you what the list says from Chicago history. You can only keep three. I mean, you can read I things do on love the internet. Cheese, though, I love cheese. Yeah, you yeah, lose right. pizza if you get rid of cheese. That's just a bad well, job. Pizza is not on the list. It's just cheese. <laughs> I mean, so you get three. You get. I mean, the thing is, you can't do dogs and chocolate because you can't give the dog chocolate. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, what they're point. not telling you is like, what's the next level? If I get a dog, I got to feed the dog. Right. Think about the world that you'd have to live in, keeping any of only that. these three. You know, right. like right. right. You've got you're risking the chocolate to the dog. Now right. all of a sudden, you you know, no nothing gets made into movies because the books are gone. <laughs> I mean, there's Good just point. there's so much at risk. Wow. I know that's very deep. I like that. <laughs> I like you're thinking this through. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, I got a sports question for you, Mark. Mark Carmen, you know, uh, we're a, a Michigan household because uh, our money went to Michigan with our oldest son. Congratulations. Uh, well, <laughs> still paying for it. But anyway, uh, 
What do you think? Big game. I, I well, you're an eight point underdog, Lou. You got him last year. I don't see. I I love Michigan to at least cover today, at least, and I would not be surprised. Okay, I'm not if a you, gambler. What does cover mean? Oh my God! Come on, I'm not, I, it's really? Not, it's not my thing. Okay, no. okay, okay, okay. I, I take that back. Yeah, that means that I expect the game to be closer than eight points. You will so cover when you cover when this is so the book says eight, meaning okay, Ohio State's going to win by eight, eight or more, right? Eight That's or more. Spread. So if Ohio State wins by seven, M- you Michigan covered. I'm a big winner. You're a big winner. Uh, now, I think that you would be a bigger winner if Michigan actually won the football game. I don't think you're worried about the gambling part of this, clearly. I'm not at all, no. Yeah, so, listen, I I uh, I don't love your head coach, Lou. I'm going to be honest. He's, I'm not a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, well, remember, I'm old enough to remember when he was a uh, a Chicago Bear quarterback and used to date Jackie Bang. I, I liked him back uh-huh. then. That's an excellent choice in dating there. Jackie's yeah, a lovely woman. a lovely woman. woman. Yes. Uh, so, God bless. But he's just quirky and weird, and he's hard to root, root for. I don't, I'm not a fan. But, he is quirky. Yeah, oh, my very. God. Looks kind of Quir- like a Muppet. Quirky is, but quirky is not of, a negative. It's not a right, positive. Totally. It's just quirky. It's out there. No, but for all the cool, quirky people out there, I should not have called Jim Harbaugh quirky, because that's <laughs> It's unfair to them. <laughs> it's true. There's some really Understood. cool, quirky people out true. there that Understood. don't deserve that. That's right. Understood. All right. Well, uh, it, the thing is, is that my son, our son is so into this. I can't even speak to him. We won't be together during the game, which is a blessing, <laughs> right? Because he'll be out of his mind. Right. So. Anyway, I don't have a detailed breakdown for you right now, Lou, to be honest. We might have to call Dave Bennett, but before the end of the show, I'm going to give you at least one tidbit that'll get you excited about Michigan winning. That's my promise to you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Nice. 717 in the morning. Lou Manfredini here with you. Our phone number is 857-5574. Lou, 857-557-4568. You know, this is your weekend, by the way, to get outside and do a little holiday decorating. I did a little bit uh, yesterday. I'm going to do a little bit more today. It's... Uh, uh, in an interesting world of all we've heard about is, is supply chain and things like that, when you go to a lot of stores, they are pretty well stocked on holiday decor. That's true of the big boxes and the hardware stores and the garden centers. And um, I think that, uh, you know, you want to take advantage of this really nice weather because it just makes it so much easier to decorate now as opposed to when it's freezing, freezing cold. Um, that's on my bucket list of things to do. Just make sure that you... Uh, get the proper extension cords. You're plugging everything into GFCI receptacles on the outside when you're doing that. Try to avoid using household uh, extension cords on the outside. If you do and you're like, there's no way around it, you've heard me talk about this great product called Twist and Seal, which is this clamshell device that the plug portion, you just clamp it in and it keeps the water out. You don't have to do messy tape. The thing is, the tape, while you may think it's easier when you're putting them up, it's a huge pain in the patootie when you're taking it down. So uh, go look and see if you can find a box of those twist and seals. I know they're at some of the big boxes in the hardware stores as well. And you can also go to a little commercial there for twist and seal. But it's just a really good product for holiday decorating. This is your day to do it for sure. All right, we've got open phone lines at 857-5574-LU, 857-557-4568. How can I help you this morning? We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You go to Green Bay and we can't. Let's see if, let's try one more time. Do we have you this morning, Lindsay, this morning now? No. Oh my gosh, there she is. Okay, so let's allow you to play. 
You can only keep three. Coffee, cheese, dog, sweatpants, tacos, Netflix, cake, cats, books, makeup, chocolate, bread. Dogs, cheese, Netflix. No makeup? That's all I need. No. Makeup. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Cheese. I knew cheese, was, I knew cheese and dogs. I really was unsure about your third. I was, I'm a little, cons- I'm, why isn't wine in You love bread. You little, love bread. I don't love the bread. <laughs> I can do without the bread, but I do need the cheese and the puppies. And the Netflix. So you can cuddle with the puppies and watch And Netflix. I might put some concealer in my back pocket if nobody was looking. <laughs> you had a nice Thanksgiving? <laughs> I did. It was lovely up here in Green Bay. Yeah. It's it was worth not- it. It's just not where we need to go when we're, you know, you millennials, you like to work from home, and it's, this is That's what happens, right. right? Well, we're young, you know, we're yep. learning. Yep. Keep going. <laughs> 724 in the morning, 857-557-4, Lou is our phone number. There she is. You call that number, you can talk to her. And like Marty did, he's in Tinley Park. Marty, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Oh, Marty, I can hear you back there. Hello, Marty. Hi, I'm here. Hi, Marty. Hello, I'm here. Get on that phone, my friend. How may I help you? Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a, a three-level townhouse basement, main floor upstairs. Bathroom's on the uh, main floor and upstairs. It takes a long time for hot water to get there. I've heard someone told me about some kind of a pump that you can put on to kind of make the water move faster instead of just having it run until it gets hot. There is an add-on that you can put on your water. So you have a tanked water heater, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. It's called a Watts pump. W-A-T-T-S. Okay. And um, this is what you do. It, it, the pump gets mounted on top of the water heater on the hot water side, and then there is a solenoid. It's a crossover connector that connects to your vanity sink at your furthest bathroom. Okay. And what this does is um, this pump runs, and you can put the pump on a timer. It actually has a timer built in, and... Um, and what it does is, so in other words, you know, you don't need it to be running, you don't need to be running in the middle of the night when you're asleep, but it pumps the water and right. it creates flow and it, it, it pumps a little under the cold side, okay? When you turn the cold water on, you may get a little warm water at first, but then the solenoid shuts off and then you get cold water, okay? And, um, okay. and so it, 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 it it provides that hot water um, right away. It's about a, it's about a, it's about um, it's about a three hundred dollar item. You can either find it at a hardware store, plumbing supply house, or you can order it. It's called a Watts pump. Now, are am you? I gonna wa- wanna, am I going to want to? Sorry. Go ahead. Am I going to want a plumber to install this? I mean, I don't know your I don't know your uh, plumbing ability, you know, but it does involve draining the water heater, a, a, a putting this pump, attaching it all to the top of the uh, of the uh, heater itself on the hot water side, 
and then this solenoid has to go between the cold and the hot water valves in that vanity. So it's a little, you know, it's a little involved. It may, you know, depending on the spread of your, the, depending on the spread of the hot and cold water under the vanity, there may be additional piping that has to happen to make it work. Um, it's not crazy difficult, but you got to have the confidence to do it. Okay. Um, and that solenoid, does that have to be powered? It does. You have to plug it in. So it's a pump. So you 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 would need some electrical power, like an outlet somewhere that you could plug it into. Just a one, 120 outlet it plugs into. Okay, great. Yeah, they All work. Right, Watts pump. They work great. Right. Watts pump. They really work great. It's a, It was a neat invention uh, as opposed to, you know, in the past, what we would do with far bathrooms is put, do a hot water return line and use gravity. You know, coming off that hot water side we'd, in the wall, you would put a T there and you would use gravity to bring it into the wa- the bottom of the tank. And it would just naturally, with physics, you know, hot water rises and then it falls. And it would just do that without a pump. But in retrofitting, you really have no choice. And this thing works out pretty well. All right, well, thanks a lot for the advice. I really appreciate it. Happy holidays, Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Appreciate your call this morning at 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. All right, when we come back uh, after the 730 News, we've got a Noodaloo 2 that's going to help you clean up, stay organized, and I really, really like this product. Uh, They sent me a sample. I put it together. I started using it, and, um, well... Keep listening. It'll come up right after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. But I got this, um, I got this, uh, you know, uh, feed, whatever, and uh, I thought it was kind of cool. I sent a link to Lindsay. She reached out to their media people. They sent me the information, and this is our new two. Do you ever wish you were more organized or had more time to tidy your place up? Yes, says everyone. Well, this week's new to too might just help you get there. Self-developed cleaning tool company Swapped offers a variety of handles and heads that can be swapped out, get it, using a special snap lock mechanism. <laughs> Each of their cleaning heads serve a different function. So some examples are push brooms, upright brooms, deck brushes, scrub brushes, dust mops, wet mops, floor squeegees, and window squeegees. The handle simply slides into the preferred cleaning head and a tongue and groove system instantly secures the two pieces together. To switch out the heads, users just need to push the button and the handle slides right off. There's different handles to choose between wood or steel. Also different length options, 48 inches or 60 inches. Swapped offers different kits for whatever your needs may be, like the all-in-one cleaning kit, the standard garage kit, the apartment living kit, an outdoor kit, a wet cleaning kit, all designed to help you keep things tidy, stay organized, and save space. These kits start at about 35 bucks, but all their pieces can also be purchased individually, so you can kind of mix and match for what you need. They've got a huge Black Friday sale going on right now through December 4th. The more you buy, the more you save, money-wise and space-wise. To find out more information about the Swapped Cleaning System, that's spelled S-W-O-P-T, yeah, you know me, visit Lou's YouTube House Smarts channel. And hey, while you're there, might as well click that subscribe button. Um, I really like 
the stuff that makes sense. And what I was curious about with this product was the quality of the heads that go onto the handle. And uh, Lindsay was able to get me samples, and they have this, uh, Lindsay, they have this, you know, this rack that you mount on the wall, right? That oh. They sent. Right. And then all the heads hook onto it. So four screws you put on there, and then the handle's on the side. And the connection point of the brushes and the mops and everything, the heads that you put on there, super high quality. It kind of reminded me of, you know, the company Fiskars that makes the scissors and stuff. They make garden Mm -hmm, tools, mm -hmm. good quality garden tools. Kind of that quality. Oh, yeah. It seemed like a real great... It had all these different kits that you could purchase and for different areas areas of the home. And and the company, the parent company, has a bunch of different brands and things. So they're not just some guy in a garage or lady in a garage or guy and a gal in a garage. Or a couple in a garage, whatever it is, whoever it, they're not just in a garage, whatever they are. And, um, so I like it. It's a cool idea. And especially if you're tight on space, maybe you live in a condo and you've got a garage space and you would just like to keep something organized. This rack, I think the rack is the secret sauce of keeping everything there. Deck brush, mop, push broom, whatever. And you can, you really can mix and match, right? And affordable, right? You said it starts like 35 bucks. Right. And you can buy yeah. them individually. Yes. I mean, it's really kind of like, I can't believe this hasn't been done before. It well, makes so much sense. It, it has. I've seen stuff like this in the past, but it was chintzy. It was really chintzy. This is well done and affordable. So check it out. Go to uh, youtube.com slash TV. You can see more information about it as well. 857 857-557-4, 857-557-4568. This is a bill who's in Compton. Hey, Bill, good morning. You're on Housemarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. I hope you and your family had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, We did. I hope you did as well. Thank you. Uh, I've called you before about my house in southwest Florida. My wife and I were on one of our planned trips, and we got to ride out Hurricane Ian. Good times. Everybody's okay? Everybody's okay? Everyone's great. House did great. We were on the north side of the surge, so we were fine. Good, um, good. But we got a lot of wind, over 100 mile per hour. Our shed down there, um, so our shed flipped over, went into the neighbor's yard, mm. and someone helped me um, with a tractor pull it back into my yard. But you have to have them tethered there. They did have it tethered with two, um, I don't even know what was in the ground, but they ended up rusting and cracking. It was a little older shed. But my son and I are going um, in about three weeks. We're going to put it on cinder blocks, and I don't have a clue on how to tether that thing in sand. I mean, concrete, or am I going to get metal stake? I don't know. I, so I mean, the sh- did the sheds? The way they do fences they- out there, it's not like Illinois. They only go two feet down in the sand. Yeah, there's no frost. Um, did the shed stay yeah. together? Yeah, yeah. I actually had to put a little bit of aluminum back together, and I had to, you know, I'm I'm, I'm somewhat handy, so okay. I, I, and so the shed has a the shed has a floor as it like it's a big box with a floor. Yeah, yeah. It's like the floor is two by sixes. Right. Can you pour concrete? Uh, I could. I mean, because here's the thing: the block. Okay, if you're going to put it up on blocks and you're going to tether it, the only way you're going to tether it is you're going to have to buy. 
some type of helical pier, okay? So they make these helical... Uh, have you ever used a, a food press, like an old-fashioned food press, where you take the tomatoes and you use the handle and it, and it smashes the tomatoes, you know, it kind of goes around? It's a giant... It's basically like a, a giant propeller or corkscrew, yeah. right, with big fins that you would have to screw into the ground. But the fact that you have all that sand, right... You're going to have to go pretty deep in order to hold it. And then there's going to be a ring on the top. And then you're going to use galvanized metal strap that I'm sure is readily available there in different lengths or by the roll. And you're going to come up out of the ground and you're going to lag bolt that strap to the side of your shed. Now, okay. can I, can I, use, I was thinking maybe chain, some people use chains out there. You could use chains and bolt it, sure. You, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think the flat metal, I think an eighth inch by two inch wide galvanized metal strap is probably less obtrusive, and then you can paint it, you know, to match the shed. You won't even okay. know it's there. But the reason I say concrete is if you were going to pour a concrete slab, so if you said your son, you and your son are going to go out there, if you can... Hi, good morning, good morning. Um... We need to, my husband is in a wheelchair, and uh, we want to convert a walk-in shower um, with a seat to a roll-in shower for a wheelchair. And okay. we're having a lot of trouble finding a reputable contractor that can put that in, you know, take out the old, put in new, and I guess we would need a bit of structural work underneath. So wondered if you had any recommendations. I do. I have a terrific company. Uh, this is all they do, and they are super compassionate and knowledgeable and they follow through the company is called access ac I'm sorry i couldn't hear the access access like you know access to the shower yeah, like accessible. and uh okay. like accessibility right and they are uh, they service a kind of a five-state area i'm going to see if i can find you the phone number i know that their website is all about access.com and um, they do a really nice job. They get amazing um, reviews for their workmanship. They're just a really good, compassionate company. And, uh, They're very reliable, which is what we're looking super for. Super reliable. Um, so I'll see if Lindsay can find a phone number for me. Um, Great. And, but uh, all about access dot com is their website. I'm sorry, I'm looking for it, and okay. I just can't find it as we're speaking. But... Um, uh, the guy that runs the company is a guy by the name of Frank Wazalewski, a good Irishman, and um, yeah, right. and uh, <laughs> but they uh, we have uh, given their name out to a bunch of people. They've worked for a bunch of uh, uh, listeners, and really, uh, the people have just been really, really uh, impressed with the workmanship. So, Access is the company. Do, do me a favor, keep listening, and as soon as we get that number, I will put that out on the air, and and you can write that down. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. You got it. Good luck and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh, wait, you got, wait, wait. She's, wait hold on. Oh, Don't it, go anywhere. It. Hold it. She's got the number. No, Here I'm we not go. going anywhere. Here we go. Here's oh, the number. It is okay. uh, 630-616-6249. You got that? No, I'm not in the same room as the... Um, oh, no, no. She's just said... Okay, so... give me. Uh, okay, it's 630. Okay, one second. 
630. Yep, go ahead, Lynn. 616. 616. 616-6249. 616-6249. You can tell them that you spoke to me, give them a call, and they'll take I will. they'll take very good care of you. Excellent. Thank you so much. You got a happy no idea. Happy holidays to you and your family. You got to be well. Appreciate you calling Thank this morning. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Happy to help. Anything you have going on around your house that you need help with, just give us a call. We're here for you. Look, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 857-557-4LU is our phone number. We will take more of your phone calls. Oh, and I got to tell you that uh, our holiday drink recipes are coming back. I'll tell you more after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Well, it was hard because we we just had a small amount of time and, uh, well, we had to make a bunch of drinks. We did. It was really... You know, you had to twist my arm. I right. love my job. It, it, I love my it was job. really one of the first times you were early. I was really kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, our friends at Whiskey Acres have holiday drink recipes. I think if you go to WGNRadio.com right now, the recipes are up. And a little bit later on this morning, we're going to uh, share with you the, uh, what is it? Bourbon. Ooh, this week was the milk punch. milk punch. Yeah. It was like an eggnoggy sort of creamy cocktail, yeah. if you will. Yeah. It was good. So it good. is good. So check it out. It's coming up. We'll 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 share it with you uh uh in a little audio file coming up after the nine o'clock hour this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone calls here and talk with I think we're gonna speak with Pat who is in New Buffalo, Michigan. Hey, Pat, good morning. Hello, Pat. Hey, Lou, I think. Lou? Yes, yes, sir. It's actually Carrie from Sycamore. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hi, Carrie from Sycamore. That's okay. Hi, hi. Uh, how may I help you? Where, where, was Pat, where, where was Pat living? Pat lives in New Buffalo. Oh, New Buffalo, okay. That's yeah. not a bad place. You can go visit. I'm in Sycamore. <laughs> yeah. How may I help you, Carrie? Uh, Oh, uh, good morning. Uh, before I uh, ask my quick question, um, two weeks ago, a very nice lady called in uh, and wanted advice about dishwashers, and you gave her the whole rundown, the whole world, you know, whirlpool story, the whole thing. And at one point, she said, "I don't want to Bosch because I heard they're bad." And you very correctly corrected her and said, "They're they're not. They're they're actually very very good products, but too expensive for what you want to do." Cause she was going to sell a house or something, right? And I thought that, too, before I bought one two and a half years ago. Bosch makes a very nice entry-level dishwasher that nobody knows about. It's the, Now they're called the 100 Series, but it's just a dishwasher. It doesn't look like it should go into the Museum of Modern Art, and it's not $1,500. Right. And I've had it for two years. And 50 decibels, stainless steel interior. Um, so anybody looking for a dishwasher, don't. Because I thought exactly the same thing. I'm like, I don't want a Bosch. They're, they're too expensive, but I've been very happy with it. So okay. don't don't discount the Bosch, anybody looking for well, the, the, the entry-level one. That, you know, that, that's interesting that you bring that up because um, a lot of these, and that entry-level Bosch that you're speaking of is a relatively new uh, foray for them into the marketplace because they've always been premium. Um, you know, think think, think about uh, you know it, it, if you go to Europe, Bosch is everywhere. They're in everything. They oh, yeah. make everything, right? Yeah. And here in the U.S., 
they've always been about premium. You know, if you go to Germany, right. a Mercedes Benz is a domestic car. You know, it's a Chevrolet there. I mean, you know, right. they, they make all they make all kinds of brands there that they don't bring to the U.S. So it's nice yeah. to hear. Uh, I have not experienced or seen that entry level Bosch. Do you remember? You said you have it. You've had it a couple of years. But what what did it cost had, you? My, my, yeah, it, it's a, it, it's five forty seven at App. I, I looked it up last two weeks ago when she called. Uh, mine is called. I've had it two and a half years. Mine was called the Silence Plus fifty decibel. Now it's called the one hundred series fifty decibel. And again, stainless steel tub. It it just it it's only got seven you know uh, controls on the outside. Right. Um. Uh. Not on the inside. Uh. Only seven wash. Functions, but how many more do you need? And right. I can't Bluetooth from Iowa. To right, right, issues, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And and does it still have the basket you need to empty? Because the that's a, a European thing. Like um, on the inside, is there a removable it, basket? Yeah, yeah. Strainer? It does. It does. But to be honest with you, I never. I mean, I don't. I'm not too too vigorous about rinsing or scraping plates. But it does have it. But every like. I don't know, five wash is all. It, it, you don't have to do it every time. Like, no, right, exactly. It, Not every time, no. for sure. Well, that's really good. No, that's exactly. really good insight. I, yeah. I appreciate that. I'm unfamiliar with that that particular unit in their line. Yeah, now but... they're called the 100 series. Like I said, I, I looked it up on App, and for for black, it's uh, 547 online, and stainless steel, just a few bucks more. So yeah, it, it's just yeah. I, I thought exactly the same thing, and really happy with it. That's so, awesome. On to my question. Um, so. I'm not going to do this today, obviously, but grubs. The only problem I have in my lawn is grubs. And I got proactive this year, and I put down my grub, my seven grub killer with my fertilizer, and of course I still got grubs. I didn't know there was a difference between grub killer and grub preventer. Correct. So what? what is a good – I couldn't find any – I'm thinking about spring, right? I don't want this to happen again. Um, so what is a good grub preventer, and and then when would I put that down so I don't have to go through the dance of fixing the lawn again next year? So, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a landscaper by training, but what I have done, because I had a similar issue with you with what you're talking about as well on, on my lawn. In particular, it's been a problem in the front lawn and um, right. what I do is I use the bare 24-hour kill, and I use it twice a year. So, okay. you know, grubs, um, <clears throat> the larvae is in there very early. And, um, and so, you know, even though most of it says, oh, put it down in June, you'll be fine. That's when the larvae appear. But I think they're, it's there before that. So and that's just my theory. S- you know, as things start to, sp- sure. you know, when you do your prep work on the lawn, before you early on, okay, let's let's say let's say April is you know warming up, and you're raking the lawn, you're just trying to do something. Put that 24 hour kill down in April, and don't put any fertilizer. Okay. Give it a couple weeks. Okay, and then do your fertilizer, whatever. Keep going. You know, now we're in April, we're into May, and then the end of May, put it down again. Okay. And that worked for me this year. Zero grubs. I was super happy. Okay. You know, that makes, I think that makes sense. And like you said, it's interesting. So I only get them, for some reason, I only get them in like one spot right. every year. And I don't know why. I think it's because the larva is probably always there in that one spot. Right. Or 
I mean, it's not one little spot. It's it's all area, but it's right. It's, and then it just tears up the lawn. lawn. It looks terrible. It just looks terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Got to. I reseed it and re. This year I resod it, but it's yeah. I don't. I don't, don't want to do that again this year. So okay. So so April the first one, and then again late about May a month later. Yep. Late May. Okay. Memorial Day, we'll say. Perfect. Appreciate you calling, and thanks for thanks the insight on the Bosch dishwasher. I really do appreciate that. That's really good uh, information for people listening. It's 8.18 in the morning. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. 857-5574, Lou, 857-5574-568. Let's go back to the phone lines and uh, see if we can help some people out. This is Scott in Lombard. Hey, Scott, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you today? I'm doing well. How may I help you? Well, my beautiful wife, Lisa, is going to have me hang the Christmas lights today. My question is, when I use my extension ladder, how do I get up near the gutters and the roof without putting my extension ladder on the gutter themselves? Hmm. Is there, well, they do make a, they make a bracket that you can put on the extension ladder that pulls you away. How how wide is your how wide is your overhang? Um, I would say it's two feet or less. Okay. Well, they make two different brackets. So, is there something? Because I'd like to get up above the gutters so I could work below me instead of being, you know, because like if you set the ladder against the house, now you're working over your head. You can't see inside the gutter. Correct. And um, is it this is a single story home or a two story home? It's a two story home. Okay. So they do make a they do make a um, they do make an extend a bracket that you can put that's adjustable that can go onto the roof where it'll grab uh-huh. the roof and push the ladder away. But you have to. You need a big enough ladder that you can achieve the correct angle to work off of. I definitely have a big enough ladder. Okay. So the issue there is you're going to have to, you know, finding this today, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, right. a, a, um, you know, you, 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 you typically find this at commercial um, construction supply companies. I, I, you know, would you find it at a big box store? Um, maybe, but, um, my guess is you need to go to someplace like, a McCann's construction specialty to find it or online to order it. Uh-huh. Werner ladder, right. who's like the biggest, you know, ladder manufacturer, they make this product. And I bet if you went to their website, you would probably see it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. I will try and hunt one down today, then. All right. Well, be careful up there, right? Two stories up on a ladder is tough, so really be careful. Make sure that you, you know, even when you use this, it's a really good idea to tie off that ladder. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Right. Don't do it, and don't do it by yourself. It's good to have a helper along with you as well. 857-557-4, Lou, 857-557-4568. This is Pat calling from New Buffalo. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, how may I help you? I have a question about a fiberglass walk-in shower. I have some stains, and I'd like to know what's the best product to remove them. On the wall or on the base? 
it's on like the seat where you can sit. Okay. And, and what, I don't know if it was like, you know, shampoo or something. I don't, I don't know what the stain is from, but right. it's there and we can't get it out. Right. And you said it's fiberglass. Yes. So we got to be careful about what we're using. Uh, and then one more question. Is it white? Mm-hmm. Is it bone color? What color is it? A uh, Bone. Yeah. Um, I want you to use a cleaner, uh, a liquid cleaner, not necessarily a, a, like a kitchen cleanser. And um, I, I really like this cleaner called Kaboom. Okay. K-A-K-A-Dash-Boom, I believe is how it's spelled. comes in a purple bottle, and it shake up the bottle and then spray it on. It's kind of a foam when you put it on there. And let it sit there for five or ten minutes. And then use, uh, you may want to wear some gloves, but then use a, not a green Scotch-Brite pad, but um, you know how you can buy the sponges with the scrubbing pad on there that's a little bit more delicate? And in a circular, yes, have them already. In a circular motion, kind of work that into a froth and really go to town on it, and then let that sit there for another five or ten minutes and see if it helps to neutralize it. The problem with the fiberglass is that, you know, there's a there's a shiny coating on the top. And mm-hmm. s- some cl- cleaners, like shampoo or a conditioner, if it sits there for a while, it can etch that shiny portion on the top. And, um, and then it gets below that, and it's into the, um, the actual you know, substrate underneath there. You may or may not get this out. If you do, what you may notice is that you don't, you may notice even more now that the stain is gone, that it's not as shiny in that spot. Not as shiny. And, you know, so if you're successful and you're like, hey, this worked, you know, I got the stain out. I mentioned to a caller earlier about a little mistake they made on an acrylic tub. You can use paste car wax once it's dry to try and get a little shine out of it. It won't be permanent, but visually, short-term, it'll look pretty well, look pretty good, and, you know, every month or so, you may have to redo it again. Okay. All right. Thank you. Kaboom, and if I need something else, then some paste car wax. Correct. And then, you know, you could do okay. you could bring them over to your garage, and you could buff people's cars out. You can make a little extra money on the side. Sure. Very good. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> you got it. 857-557-4. Lou is our phone number. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Okay, when we come back, we're going to have a conversation with, remember a few weeks ago we talked about Barn Dominiums, uh, the company that had this uh, website, and they had all these kind of cool houses that were, well, they were barns, but then they were homes, and it was kind of this niche thing. When we were um, talking with that company and and initially how we found them, we talked with a different company that actually makes, uh, uh, that has a website for all kinds of house plans. If you're thinking about building a house and it's so difficult to visualize, you know, what it's going to look like, we we found this site uh, run by this lady, Aurora Zeladon, that has unbelievable, I mean, thousands of blueprints and elevations for you to see how cool these houses look from tiny houses to big giant modern houses it's really really cool i think you'll find uh the content uh pretty interesting and and if you know anybody that's building a house 
and uh, wants some help to get started, this might be the conversation that they want to listen to. All that's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Now, we talk a lot about building and renovating and doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when it comes to building in per se, you know, doing any kind of renovation, you're going to need an architect for a myriad of reasons. One is it's very difficult to visualize stuff and B for permitting and things like that. Uh, you're definitely going to need an architect's help to get this done. But that is changing as technology changes and different companies are out there to help you. There are companies that have these ready-to-go blueprints that are basically accepted all across the country. And I think the most amazing thing about it is that you can visualize what it's going to look like. And so it can save you money, it can save you headaches, and uh, it can definitely save you time as well. Joining me on the phone line is Aurora Zeladon, who is the Director of Content for Zonda House Plans, houseplans.com. Aurora, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell me a little bit about what houseplans.com is. Absolutely. So houseplans.com is the leading online marketplace where you can get pre-drawn home designs quickly and at a reasonable cost. So let's say that you want to build a house, but you don't necessarily want to spend the money or the time to start from scratch with an architect or designer. So we've got over 30,000 different house designs to choose from. And because they're already drafted, we can get them delivered in a matter of days, if not hours. So Whatever you're looking for, whether you want like a tiny home for a narrow lot or a grand luxury design, we've got it. We've even got garage plans and project plans, uh, pool house plans, you name it. So who, so, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, municipalities, they're going to require that uh, some architect, you know, has a stamp on this. Are, are these actually created by, you know, licensed architects, these, these blueprints? So uh, we work with hundreds of architects and designers from all over the country to market their plan designs. Um, now, once you do have your stock plan, because every place is different, right. um, you should always check with your local building authority first. So once you have your plan, you can adapt it for local code updates, um, get it sealed by an architect or engineer, whatever's required in your community. That's right. especially important in some areas where many of our customers simply bring their plan to a local architect to be updated. But this is a great starting point. Right. So in other words, if there are some, um, you know, the, these are, I mean, these are building plans, right? In other words, if somebody goes to your site and says, wow, I want to build a modern house and I really love this. I mean, I'm, I'm on your site right now and, you know, you've got, I mean, the range in styles and sizes is really quite amazing. So, you know, you click on this modern home, you're like, yeah, that's what I want. But maybe, you know, in, in Arizona or, or Miami, Florida or, or Chicago, Illinois, there's like, well, you can't do this. You got to do that. Th that can be tweaked, but it's still going to save the homeowner a lot of money because it's just a question of a little nudge here and a little nudge there. Yeah, that's that's right. So, you know, I think of it like this. Think about like if you're going to buy a suit, right? So what's cheaper, getting one made custom or buying one from off the rack? Right. It's, it's a similar idea here. Obviously, buying one off the rack, even if you may need to, you know, have it 
uh, hemmed or taken in here or a little bit there, um, it's still, you know, it's a great starting point, like I said. So um, also the cost benefits are really great in many cases. So a typical pre-drawn plan, it costs somewhere around $1,300 or so, depends on the plan. Right. Um, while having a plan designed locally, it can easily consume 10 to 15% of your total construction budget not to mention months and months of back and forth communication with the drafter. Um, now, modifications, of course, they will add to the cost, but it's a huge benefit for people to uh, have a hard time visualizing a from scratch design. So again, you, know, you can just pick your plan and custom tailor it, get whatever else you need to get done, whether, whether stamps or sealing. But the point is you find exactly what you want um, and nothing cookie cutter here. You can uh, envision it from the beginning and then just, uh, just get it exactly the way you want it. So you, you mentioned that the modifications, that, that's something that um, you folks can help with, right? So in other words, if somebody looks at a plan and says, oh, I love this house, but the garage, I, I want it to be on the other side, you know, or whatever, just because of the way the lot is. Is that something that at houseplans.com you can assist buyers with? Absolutely. That's very common. So um, in, even with 30,000 plants, people have unique tastes and needs. Um, so we do have a modification service to help customers make changes to their plan, big or small. Um, so you just start with a plan that you like online. And uh, when you're looking at that plan, you'll see a button that says modify this plan. You just click it. And you tell us what you want to change. You can upload a drawing if you want. And we'll get back to you with an estimate and a time frame. Um, and then if you decide you want to go forward with the changes, we'll set up a professional consultation and start sharing design previews with you. So some people also choose to have their changes done locally. So we also do have plan options like CAD designs uh, specifically for this purpose. Right. But it is uh, very common to make all kinds of changes. Like you said, the, the garage ones, whatnot. Also, a lot of plans do have certain options that are um, ready to go. So you can choose things such as alternate framing. So some plans, maybe you want two-by-six framing instead of two-by-four. or Maybe you want a basement instead of a slab foundation. Right. Many plans have those available to choose right there. Um, so those are common things as well. So, you know, if, if, we're, we're, if we're wearing our perfect hat, right, and we're like, oh, my gosh, I love this house. It's, like, perfect, and this is the one I want, and uh, my municipality will accept this. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some municipalities where they, they will accept your drawings. Do you provide, uh, is it an option or is part of the plan to actually provide blueprints that ultimately uh, a builder can use? So we do provide you with the blueprints for the house. That's the idea. Wow. Um, so again, barring, you know, any, any additional things that you need to have done locally, the idea is that you, you take these plans, you work with your builder, you get your house built. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I spent 25 years building houses and, you know, traditionally, you know, working with architects and, and they're great, right? I mean, architects drew the houses that are on your site. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, the number one thing that's so difficult is visualization and, um, gosh, with 30,000 plans, I mean, it, it, it's almost, I mean, the nice thing is you have them, um, you know, categorized, right? Here's a modern ranch. Here's a, a right. farmhouse style. Uh, you know, here's a, a a smaller, you know, two bedroom home or you know whatever it might be. So you can kind of find what you love. I love. I'm looking right now. You've got this cozy two bedroom, two bath, thousand square foot plan. Or you know, we mentioned about a tiny house, and it's just really mm -hmm. beautiful. And and now people can just sort of 
say, yep, this is what I want to do and let's get going. I love this. You know, it's so much fun, actually, um, just to poke <laughs> around on there. And uh, there's no end to, you know, the different variations in design. We're constantly adding new categories, right, too. Right. So, you know, we've got a lot of uh, search filters that are pretty easy to use. But we've also got a ton of different collections based on style and sizes, size range. Um, we've got curated collections that include, you know, like new styles, fun, different things, combinations of styles. Mm. It's very common, of mm. course, to have more than one stylistic element on sure. a plan. So it, it really is amazing whatever you're looking for. It's it's kind of like a game. It's easy to go down into a wormhole of <laughs> <laughs> just poking around. Yeah, um, I love it. But it's it's a lot of fun, but it's also relatively easy to, to quickly find, you know, what you're looking for if you've got it in mind, or maybe you don't even know until you see it, but right. then you will see it. We also have got blogs uh, where we round up our favorites to make it narrowing things down easier. Um, and, you know, you can register for a free account on the site so that you can like, if you click the little heart on top of the plans, you can save them for later. So you can share them um, with your family, you know, compare, take a look uh, and think about which ones you're considering. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've got a whole team of dedicated houseplant advisors who talk people through this all day long. So love they it. can help you find the right one also. I love it. Aurora Zeladon is the director of content for Zonda Houseplans. Uh, well, I'm going to just say it. Just go to houseplans.com if you'd like to learn more about the over 30,000 designs and plans they have available. Uh, really cool stuff, uh, continued success, and I really do appreciate you taking the time this morning to speak with us. My pleasure, Leah. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857 857- Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll take a quick break and get back to your phone calls right after this. Hello, Lou, my pleasure talking to you. How may I help you, sir? Well, we just finished putting up around six hundred feet of western red, uh, western uh, red cedar fencing, which I love the color. I wanted to rush it to get it done before any frost, you know, frozen ground. And I love the color. I hate to see it go gray. I know it's too cold to do too much now, but the first part of the next season, I'm looking for a good recommendation on a good sealer, hopefully water-based, but if not, that's fine. Uh, something you could recommend to part seal in the color. You're not going to like what I have to say, but I want okay. you to enjoy that beautiful red color that you see because it will not last, and a clear sealer won't do anything because it's the sun that will gray that fence. Correct. So what I would tell you is that <clears throat> enjoy the color in the fall and excuse me in the spring I would use a semi-transparent stain that um has a little bit of a red tone to it and okay. You know, then you'll have a stained cedar fence. But if you put a clear, what'll happen is the clear will peel. It'll still gray, but it'll look dirty in a very short period of time. And and so if you use a semi-transparent oil-based stain, one of the ones that I really like, I was looking at a, I got a pad of paper in front of me and I, I, it's from last week and I I still have the word written on it, penifin. Uh, is a, a rosewood oil base, a really good 
uh, quality oil-based stain. I would, in the springtime, you probably won't have to do much prep work to it, you know, from one season. Just kind of clean it off a little bit with a broom. Um, <clears throat> pay special attention to the top edges of the fence panels, you know, of each individual board, and brush it on. And uh, on a vertical surface like that, you probably won't have to stain it for another six or seven years uh, because there's no traffic on it. And you'll like that color, but uh, it that that variegated kind of the red and you get a little bit of the gray and the blonde color and the beautiful western red cedar sadly mm -hmm. it just it just won't last yeah i got you there okay so Panafin, that's strictly internet uh order right i don't think any stores that i know of gary uh where where are you at off in the states yeah so there are no you can there are dealers uh i mean we own a couple hardware stores, and we're both we're Penifin dealers. But there are other dealers in there. If you go to their website, they you can find probably a dealer near you, and um, they make a they make a bunch of different products. But their bread and butter is a product in a blue can. It's a blue and silver can, which would be um, which would be the one I would use on a fence. And it only comes in one color. Oh no no. Comes in a whole bunch of colors, so you can. I'm just saying, if you wanted that kind of that reddish tone, they do have a, they do make what they call a cedar color, you know, which is probably the closest, and you'll get more of the graining. Again, it's semi-transparent, so um, you won't have any issues with that whatsoever, as far as seeing the grain and you know the beauty of the wood. Yeah, it's a shame. It <laughs> okay. I know. I know. It just doesn't, and believe me. It, in the in the you know twenty eight years that I've been talking on the radio about this, you know I've fielded a million calls on fencing, and uh, and talked about the fact that you just there's nothing that'll keep it that way. It just you know it's beautiful when it's there, but it just won't last. Uh, I've I've had so many people you know we we got it done in about three days, and I have so many people come. Hey, where did you get that wood? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you get the right when you get the right crop of wood, it can really be it just absolutely beautiful. So take lots of pictures of it. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I've been sitting out there enjoying it, just looking at the color picture. How do I save it? You know? I know, I know. On a day like today, where the sun is shining, not a bad way to to look at your fence. So okay, semi transparent period, and that's what we go with. And I'll get a hold of somebody at I know the Penifix. So all right, Super Lou, I thank you. Um, uh, very much for what you've done and uh, for your recommendations. You got Thank it. Thank you again. Be well. Appreciate your call this morning. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's all in the, It's always all, all in the delivery, <laughs> it right? Is. That's right. right. It's the delivery, 100%. Right. It's true. Right. That is true. Right. Speaking, of, speaking of it's in the delivery, can I just say a congratulations to my sister Kelly for delivering her first child last weekend? What? Well, congratulations, Kelly. What did Kelly have? A boy, baby boy, Landon James Kleppen. Kelly, Man. Kelly. Wow. So congratulations. Yeah. yeah. All, all, everybody, mom and baby are doing great. Yeah, all well, all healthy. They, uh, they were home on Monday, and and I got to me and Gretchen went over there Tuesday night to meet them, and everyone's healthy and happy, and uh, yeah, welcome to the world. It's Landon. A that's a beautiful name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's very nice. 
Uh, Carmen, you got any kind of Michigan tidbit you were going to get for me? So much, Lou. Did you know, Lou, <laughs> did you yeah. know that the last time Ohio State lost back-to-back games to the Michigan Wolverines, you got to go all the way back to 1999 and 2000, and John Cooper, which is not really what you were looking for. but No, just, but I'll take it. I just wanted to give you some historical context. You know, Bo Schembro- so another, but, but that's what's not supposed to help me because that means that's not going to happen. Right. The, the historical <laughs> trend is not going the good way. No, right. you're, 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 not, you're not likely to win today, but uh, the Michigan star running back, Blake Corum, uh, who has been injured, Lou, he's, he's going to be out there. He's going to be battling. C.J. Mm. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, is the slight favorite to win the Heisman. So there's that. But uh, Ohio State's banged up. <laughs> and and they're in Columbus. And they're in Columbus. But they're banged up, and so you're most likely relying on a third-string running back in Dale and Hayden for the Buckeyes. However, Hayden last week, their third-string running back, carried it 27 times for 146 yards, so he doesn't suck. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one, Lou. You got you got uh, you got some issues here, but well, I, you know what I've learned about is that you think they're going to beat the spread. Now, now I know what that means. Yes, we we did cover that one, and mm-hmm. I just it's you know you're fine. I think okay. You, All this means is that when they when the upset happens, it's just going to be a bigger upset. You know. Well, and let me tell you, when the upset happens for those Michigan fans, you know maybe you want to have a celebratory drink. Right, which leads us, Lindsay. Wow, to our such a whiskey acres holiday drink recipes that we're doing once again this holiday season. Our friends at Whiskey Acres are uh, sponsoring some holiday drink recipes. Lindsay, take it away. Lou, get into the holiday spirit with some spirits. For the next few weeks, we'll be sharing some really cool holiday drink recipes featuring the whiskey of Whiskey Acres, award-winning farm-crafted whiskey from DeKalb, Illinois, Illinois' first estate distillery. This week's recipe is the Whiskey Acres Bourbon Milk Punch, and it's Lou approved. Take a listen. (laughs) Someone's having a party tonight. Tis the season to be jolly and merry. That's my name. Hey, no judging from us if you added a little something special to your coffee this morning. Syrup and coffee? Why didn't I think of that? Because it's five o'clock somewhere. I love syrup. Oh, I love it. And it's also time for our holiday cocktail recipe from our friends at Whiskey Acres. In my eggnog So I won't lose my marbles anymore. Alright, Lindsay. Well, I've got the Whiskey Acres Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and the um, uh, recipe calls for one and a half ounces of Whiskey Acres Bourbon. I'm going to go two. That's like two, yeah. Right, okay. Then, from there, I'm going to go ahead and use four ounces of whole milk. I think you could probably use skim if you wanted to, but I know you love whole okay. milk. I do. Yeah. All right, but we're going to stick with the recipe. Then they have this uh, awesome bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup that they partner with the Sugar Hill at Sugar Bush, and you use a tablespoon of maple syrup. Mm, I love maple syrup. Then, <laughs> then from out, right, then this is a vanilla extract, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and then from there... You put it all in the shaker, and I like to put a like a couple things of ice in there as well, and then you shake it up. And you shake up this lovely Whiskey Acres bourbon milk punch. Then you pour it over ice. I'm going to go ahead and pour it. Kind of has a, you know, almost like a 
off-white color, there's a little froth on there, and then on the top, you add a little cinnamon, sprinkle a little cinnamon on top, and then a little nutmeg, nutmeg. Yeah, you can't use skim milk with this. No, you're right, you need the froth, you're right. And then the little nutmeg on top of that, and then you have this absolutely beautiful looking drink. Now, let's see if it even tastes better. Ooh, it's delicious. It is sweet and smooth. It's You know what? It's almost like a white Russian. Ooh. D- delicious. Head over to WGNRadio.com slash make this drink to get the recipe compliments of Whiskey Acres. It really was delicious. Right? You, you liked it. It was good. I mean, it's it's definitely, um, it's you know, it's got a, it's a definite flavor. It's a punch, right? It's got a different flavor to it. A punch. It does. Right. I almost feel like if you're feeling extra gluttonous, that maybe you could have gone a step up and used like some sort of a creamy something versus whole milk. I oh, you mean like even a thicker? A creamier. Yes. Oh, what about eggnog? Ooh, that would have been good too. Right? Yes, then it would be really thick. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one you could make. I think you could, you think you could make that one ahead of time and it's a punch. So could you put it in a punch bowl or is it one of the ones you got to make? Well, you could make it, but then you add the, and then add the ice later. But I don't think you can put it in a bowl filled with ice. because Oh yeah, it's, right. It would water it down. Yeah. Well, if you go to WGNRadio.com, you'll see the recipe and, uh, and you'll see some lovely photography of it as well. We put um, a video up on uh, the House Smarts YouTube channel as well of us actually making the drink and drinking the drink, <laughs> if you're into that. 857 <laughs> 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, let's go to, oh, I lost, uh, I had, I had them and then they're gone. Uh, I think, oh, there they are right there. Uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to ask, is this John in Sheboygan? John, is this you? Yeah, this is me. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. John, I have a quick question uh, for you. How long have you lived in Sheboygan? Um, actually, all my life. All your life. Is there like some metal manufacturer in Sheboygan, Wisconsin? A metal manufacturer? Well, here's, um, here's, here's why I bring this up. I, you know, for Thanksgiving, one of the things that I make is I make mashed potatoes. And uh-huh. years ago, I bought this beautiful uh, chafing dish. You know, the thing that you put the sterno underneath oh. there and you put the water yeah. in and then you put the, it's got a, it's beautiful. It's like chrome and it's stainless steel. Well, at the end of Thanksgiving, we were doing the dishes, whatever. And then uh, my wife said, oh, this goes with your chafing dish. And I picked the thing up, I turn it over and it says it was made in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It could be Valdrith, uh, uh, Valdrith, Valdrith Corporation. Yeah. Um, they made a lot of stuff like that. They made, like, stainless steel stuff. They made oh. stainless steel stuff for, like, restaurants and stuff. Okay. Commercial. Um, well, I love um, yeah, it. I actually don't live too far from there. I want to just, here's a, I'm going to, I'm standing at attention right now, and I got my hand up by my forehead, and I'm saying, Sheboygan, salute. Uh-huh. How may I help you, sir? Okay, well, anyhow, um, I've got several roller shades over my windows, and um, some of them they have 
some of them lost the, the tension. Is there a way like uh, those can be like rewound or, or adjusted to, to put you know the tension back in them? You mean the 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 standard roll shades that uh, have the clips on both sides? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, they roll down and uh, you know roll up. But I got like one that's like really really loose, and, and then um, and then I got one like that's like really really springy. Is there like a way to like? Don't you like um, you can try? Down and then, you, uh, you can try, um, and so you've got a pin. You've got a you've got a pin on one side, right? And then you've got a flat piece of metal on the other, and the spring load is on that side with the flat piece. If you pull the roll shade off and you wind that flat pin, and then you hold it and clip it in place. The short answer is okay. maybe. If not, okay. most good quality hardware stores still make and cut roll shades. And if you measure it, you know, the width-wise, tight from frame to frame, they'll subtract a little bit to allow for the hardware and make you a brand new roll shade. And they're not crazy expensive. Okay, yeah, that was my other part of the question. If any stores sell like a new kit with the parts, you know, like the I don't know whatever's in there, a spring. And yeah, a, they oh. they typically cut them, and then but they do make the ends too. It just depends on the size and the age of them. But if if a if if a hard if there's a a good hardware store in Sheboygan, they will probably and you call them and say, hey, do you guys cut roll shades? Uh, and a lot of the blind stores and stuff do it as well. But, um, you know, they, they, you can get the ends to it, or you may just end up doing the whole new shade because, you know, chances are if these are older, they're faded a little bit. Maybe they're not, when you pull them all the way down, you know, they're crinkled or whatever. And, you know, it might be just as, right, right. it might just be easier to replace the whole thing. Okay. That's kind of what I wondered because, um, yeah, you know, a couple of them are, it's, they're just, they pull down so slow, you know. <laughs> right. Kinda, right. 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 Try spinning the thing. If not, like if not, run to the hardware store and they'll uh, they'll make you some new ones and you'll pop them in and you'll be done. Appreciate the phone call. It is nine twenty three in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. How are we doing this morning, Lou? Doing great. Well, what's going on? How may I help you? Um, we have a lake house in Indiana, and I have like a walkway from the uh, deck out to the pole barn and garage, away from the water. It's about 35 feet long, and I would say it's uphill, maybe three feet. And they have, I wouldn't say cinder blocks, but something that's all broke up and chomped up. It's like a 32-inch wide walkway that needs to be redone. I'm just questioning, do I go with 36-inch pavers or smaller ones, and should I have a base? Should I put, they have almost like a guard they put down first, and what's the best idea i should do it's sort of like uh so it's a, a paver type of thing it's not concrete as of right now it's not pavers it's pretty much almost like cinder block they're broken up it's it's not actually a cinder block it's probably like about eight inch wide by like a half inch thick these bricks i don't know where they got them but they're all broken up so there has like some pea gravel and some rocks under it for a base so i have to take it all out and redo the whole thing right right and are you going to have someone do it or are you going to do it I'm considering doing it myself. It's kind of, out in like Knox, Indiana, so it's kind of out in no man's land. So, right. Uh, last year, I tried a couple of landscapers, and I never got anybody to come out there. So I may, by default, have to do it myself. 
There is a um, th- there is a an unglazed porcelain tile that's thick that comes in large sizes that you could do a gravel base, okay, and then lay these tiles one after another, clickety click click click. And you use these rubber spacers on either side, and then you would use an edging like pavers in the grass, you know, that you would pound in there that would fit inside. It has a texture to it. It's non-slip, and they come in different kind of muted design that's really, really cool looking. And do they either lock? They, they don't. They, no? Well, they don't interlock because you you they you just lay them down. They're about probably like inch and a quarter thick, so they're heavy. But they make these rubber. So if you have you ever done any brickwork at all, like with pavers? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so you're so you said it's thirty six inches wide. So imagine you're going to create a thirty six inch wide pathway up to that pole barn, and you're going to put edging on each side of that to make that 36 inches of width, okay? Or or what you're going to do is lay the tile, and then you're going to take this edging in the ground, and you're going to use these long spikes in the ground, so it's like a belt on either side, right? But then in between the tiles, they have these rubber spacers that are flat on the bottom, but then they have a ridge in there that separates them, so there's a little bit of a gap. And you can either fill that with stone, or you can leave it open. And it's really nice looking stuff. Now you said you have a lake house in Indiana. Where do you live when you're not in Indiana? Yeah. Oakland. Okay. Um, are are you driving? Like a two foot increase in height. And I was just curious. Am I better off just doing it on a slope, or should I put like three or four steps in so it'd be easier and just kind of either use railroad ties or something like that? That's up to you. To- that's up to you. With like rebar with the ground. That's up to you. I mean, if you want to eliminate the slope and make it flat and then step down, you know, I, I don't know what your access to it is. If the steps don't bother you and you want to make it more, you know, level, that's certainly one way to go. And it just it depends on the pr- it depends on the look you're going for. Would it be harder? I'm just curious, like with the the slope or whatever, would it be harder to maintain that with the pitch with it actually, it's kind of an unusual look. It's like the hills up on the pole barn, which runs down towards the house, which right. really is kind of a bad look, as you well know. But there's lot so much sand in the ground, it doesn't seem to be a problem with the water coming to the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. No, I mean, it's a. It, you know what I would probably do is, it, even if you're going to do it yourself, find a landscaping contractor to come out and look at it and maybe get an estimate there and pick their brain. Even if you had to pay them for a consultation, and you could, you know, ask right. them, but you know the topography matters, and they could give you some ideas of whether you do brick pavers or railroad ties. But this porcelain tile is really cool, and if you Google it, you should be able to find examples of it and see if there's someone down by you that you could supply you for it in Indiana. Appreciate the phone call. Bumping up against time. All right, Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, Lou. I need help removing mold from vinyl siding. On the north side of the house. What's the best way? What do you recommend? Uh, well, today, because it's a little bit warmer, you actually could apply 
my favorite product, Wet and Forget, on the north side. And if you still haven't taken down your garden hose, which, by the way, everybody, you need to take down your garden hose. Um, so your even your frost-proof uh, hose bib will freeze if you leave the hose connected. But if it's still there, you can still connect it. Go ahead and spray it. The bright sunlight and uh, the, you know, not frigid, frigid temperatures will help, and it'll kill it. And you'll probably see results in a couple of weeks, even now. Or you can wait until the springtime if you've put everything away and use Wet and Forget in their Extreme Reach hose end afterwards. All right. The next, uh, I have an unsealed black marble table. It's getting a white haze embedded in it. Any suggestions? Mm. Well, unsealed meaning that it's, ho- I guess it's honed, and marble is just so porous that um, that's problematic. So you probably, from a cleaning perspective, there's a great marble cleaner by Lundmark. It's a brand that's been around forever. I would use that, possibly even a nylon brush on the end of uh, of a cordless drill to scrub it in there and see if you can remove it. If you're successful in getting rid of the haze, and this is a unhone or a honed piece of marble, you may want to consider putting some type of sealer, which Lundmark also makes. How about one more? Alrighty. Um, well, this one was a funny one regarding your pick three items from earlier in the show when you oh, gave yeah. the list of things. Um, this guy said that his would be dogs, coffee, and Netflix, and also that he's starting to date again. And this is going to be his new questionnaire he sends people before he goes <laughs> <laughs> on right. a date. Right, uh. right. So uh, before we meet uh, for coffee, tell me what if three things all you had. Right? Oh, because I suppose if right, because if you're not a cat person, somebody said cats. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and for you cat people, don't send me any emails. I, I, I think if you like cats, that's great. Meow. Love them. Uh, right. Last one. How can I clean a textured shower base? Uh, textured shower base. Uh, really, uh, the that that drill brush that I mentioned on the end of a cordless drill and a cleaner like Kaboom, which I really do like. Spray it. Let it sit there for five minutes. And then scrub it. Also, another cleaner that works well on that is Crud Cutter with two Ks. The key element with either one of those cleaners is you need to spray it and let it sit there for a little bit to do its job. And then use the cordless drill with the uh, scrub brush on the end of it. And you'll see amazing results. The one-two punch between the cleaner and the scrubber on a cordless drill is great. All right, 857-5574-LOU is our phone number. Now, look, if you have a question and you've been thinking, oh, you know, I just never want to call in. If you call in with a question and you are our last caller, and please be able to use these because it's super special. We have a family four-pack of tickets to the Lake Geneva Cruise Lines Santa Cruz. It's not a contest. you got to call with a question. Enjoy the holiday lights on a magical cruise to Santa's secret hideaway. You can book your tickets at santacruzlakegeneva.com. So if you have a question and you uh, and you are our if we choose you to be our last caller, then call at 857-557-4LU 857-557-4568 to win the family four pack of tickets to the Lake Geneva Cruise Lines Santa Cruz. It's 9:45 in the morning. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. So I got a bunch of ones here. I'm going to say this is Linda in Chicago. It is. This is Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you? 
I am pretty good, and I'm so thankful for a lot of things, but I'm unable to use my washing machine. It's not that the washer is broken. It's this little pipe or whatever that comes up from it that uh, I guess makes water go down this other little pipe over to my utility tub. When I was washing the other day, it started gushing up like a geyser, like it wasn't going down in this pipe on the side of the uh, utility tub and the machine. Um, I'm afraid to fool with it because it looked like it's a wire over there close by it. Is that something I could maybe get my son to do without getting electrocuted to uh, maybe move it or fool with it? Wait, so you have, so your washing machine hose comes out yes. and goes into a pipe. Yes. And when you and then when the washer uh you know got rid of the water it overflowed. Yes, it it did. I don't know if it's is very very oh, I don't know if it's you know stuck or has yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. Now but you said that there's a wire like an electrical wire too. That's what it looks like to me. It you know, it could just be you know what? I don't, I see a plastic tie. That's what it is. It's a plastic tie. So, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't see a wire. Okay, well, that's good. So that hose, if, if, if you can pull that out of that pipe. When you look at that pipe that goes down, do you see where it yes. goes? Is there a trap or does it go into the wall? It goes into the, hold on a minute. I think it goes into like a cabinet, the utility tub. Oh, and then then it goes like under the utility tub, or the pipe goes all the way. Like you can see the pipe in the utility tub. This is radio investigation. That's all right. This is radio no, investigation. This is like one of those uh, radio call Carla Mari. This is going to be on radio theater, radio theater. <laughs> As she slowly moved towards the sink, the pipe screeched out. No. So if you take that... No, I, I, I'm not certain. And my vision understood. isn't the very understood. Best, but it looks like it might uh, It might do that. But now that I've looked at it uh, with further inspection, and it's not a why, I don't think I'm afraid to fool with it. So you, you suggest that maybe I could just pull that uh, hose up. It's... it's uh, Accordion like holes. Correct. So here's what here's what I would do. I would take that right. I would take that hose out of that pipe. And you said your son is coming over? Yes. Okay. Do you know if he has or do you have a little drain snake? You know, it's like a flexible metal rod that can go inside of a pipe to clear a drain. You know what? I'm not certain, but I believe I do. Okay. Well, if you do, or if your son is can go get one, they make them in different sizes. But if you can get one that's 12 feet long or so, they typically come in 12 or 25 foot lengths. Okay. Then you. Hello. Yeah, I'm okay. here. Then you um you just put that down and turn it to try and loosen up. It's probably loaded with lint. And if he mm -hmm. clears that up, it should work for you. You know what? I'm just one of those people who almost wash every day. Without that washing machine, I'm a little Unders out of it. Understood. You have made my day. <laughs> Thank you so very much. You enjoy. I appreciate you calling, and I hope it all works out for you. 857 
857-557-4-LOU is our phone number, 857-557-4568. Let's take this call here. This is John in Plainfield. Hey, John, you're on House Smarts Radio. Well, hello, Lou. Glad to get to talk to you. John, you're going to be our last caller. We're going to send you out a family four-pack of tickets to the Lake Geneva Cruise Line and the Santa Cruz. That's great. I've been on that during the summertime. It's really nice. So fun. So fun. help you this morning. Okay. I got two questions if I can. Okay. Sure. I recently moved into Carroll and bought a place uh, in Plainfield. Um, and um, when we sh- when the furnace cycles off, I get this ticking noise in the ductwork, and it's kind of driving us crazy. Um, should I look for somebody to take a look at that, put insulation around it, or more braces? Um, do you have... It cycles off on the heat. Didn't do it with the air on. Right. Do you, have a, do you have a basement in your home? Yes. And can you it's see... Empty. Uh, right. And can you see the ductwork? Yes. Okay. And what's happening, so the furnace kicks on, everything's fine, and then as it cools, you hear that ticking. Exactly. All right. Um, I want you to go to the lumber yard and buy an eight-foot-long two-by-two. Okay. And then I want you to go down to that basement, and I want you to measure where the ductwork, the trunk line, coming off the furnace, measure from that down to the floor. And then I want you to cut that two-by-two a half an inch longer. All right. And then you're going to come off that... You're going to come off that uh, furnace, and you're going to wedge the 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 two by two under there to kind of push up the metal a little bit. Okay, maybe three quarters okay, of it. Okay, that's on the return. No, on the supply. Supply. Okay. And you're going to go two feet there, and you're going to put it there, and you're going to listen for it. Ah, gosh darn it, it's still ticking. Then you're going to move another couple feet, and you're going to do it again. Gosh darn it, it's still clicking, and you're going to move it until you find the spot. And then when you find that spot, you're going to measure the width between the um, joist, right? And you're going to cut that yeah. two by two a little bit longer, and you're going to screw it up on either side, and you're going to put a wood shim in there to kind of push up that metal like you just did, and so it doesn't oil can and tick, tick, tick on you. Oh, okay. And you may have to do you may you may have to do this in a couple spots. So you may need you know. So once you if it's oh it's ticking again, and then you know you got to move maybe buy two two by twos. Start with one. <laughs> They're cheap. Okay. All right. Then after I find a spot in that, do I just brace it and take the two by two away from it? So then you take the two by two across the bottom of where the duct is, and you you screw it to the bottom of the joist. And then you put shims in that two by two that you screwed up there to create the same thing that you did with the two by two on the ground. Okay. See what I mean? You're like putting a wedge in there. Right, right. Um, because I put a strip. I had somebody put a strip, uh, support strip on the return where like the diamond shape is, the big right, area where right. it's coming back, and that didn't do it. Got it. Well, the thing is, uh, you have to find the spot. That's the key, because wherever it's ticking or whatever, you know, it's it's one little spot, but the problem is, because it's all metal and connected, it's super hard to locate. It's like when the, yeah. it's like when the smoke detector goes off and you don't know which one's beeping. 
Right, right. Okay, uh, one more quick question. Yep. My son bought a condo, and uh, after he moved in, he found out there were two large dogs uh, above them, and they just make constant noise, um, mainly in early morning, a.m. hours, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. They're running around playing with their dog bones and that. Is there anything he can do to deaden the noise a little bit in his unit? No. He's un- underneath them. Other than, other than creating a false ceiling, there's not much he can do from a standpoint of in the middle of the night so he can sleep. I would, yeah. uh, I would get him a sound machine that he can put in that makes like a white noise. It does wonders to block out that kind of sound. Sound machine that makes white noise? Yeah, it takes white noise, and it works great. It really does. Thanks so much for the phone call, and congratulations on your Santa Cruz. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.